I guess, I guess, I guess if you know, you know. I guess if you know, you know. I guess if you know, you know. Alrighty, guys, welcome. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the horse in a second. We'll talk about the horse in a second. Here we are, nineteen thousand one hundred and thirty-two Bitcoin still holding like a stable coin, despite what's happening on the stock markets. And I guess there's about 48 hours to go until there is volatility. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at why there are 48 hours to go. And then we're going to look at what the volatility may be. And then we're also going to look at why some of the biggest names on Wall Street are actually starting to talk about a recession now and take the recession very, very seriously. And if there is a recession, well, then what do you need to do about it? How long is it going to take? And what do you do about it? What do you do if there's going to be a recession? All right, so let's do this. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch, go. Get up, get up, I can't take out go. Gotta wake up, gotta wake up, bitch, get up. Kyle, do you want to maybe tell people why you're playing horse noises? No, I have nothing to do with this. You have nothing to do with the horse noises? No. So are you going to deny introducing me to this video? Are you going to deny introducing me to this video over here? Yes. You're going to deny it? James was here. He saw you, you introduced me to the video. He saw you introduce me to the video. <laughs> Kyle's blushing. You can't see it, but it's blushing. And don't, and don't go and watch that video. Whatever happens, don't go and watch that video. Someone says it's time to kill the intro. Um, of not the intro of the horse, the intro of the get out of bed, bitch. Let us know in the comments. You guys, every time we've tried to get rid of it, you guys have told us to bring it back. So you tell us, you tell us. Anyway, welcome back, guys. Another boring day on the market. One of the most boring days I've ever seen. You got Bitcoin uh, trading at one at nineteen thousand one hundred thirty-five. But I mean, don't look at it at face value because actually a lot to talk about. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, Parts of sushi found inside a horse. I mean, this community is amazing. Uh, if you're new to the channel, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our channel. Like this content. Help us get unshadow banned. We keep getting shadow banned. I guess it's, I don't know if it's because YouTube have got this thing against crypto content. I don't know what it is, but YouTube keep doing it. And then, of course, if you're not subscribed to the channel, join the 90% of people that do watch the show that are subscribed. And join us every single day in the bull market and in the bear market. And, in fact, I saw a tweet today from my, our friend Miles Deutscher. And so, so it says... Imagine getting 336 days into the bear market and then quitting. You know, and, and today, even though we are 336 days into the bear market today, we're going to be looking at how long this bear market could last. Because some of the biggest names in uh, Wall Street have now started to weigh in and they started to talk about a recession and they started to talk about how they're preparing themselves for a recession. They, they call it a recession uh, playbook. And I think a recession playbook is actually something quite important, especially because we know there's going to be a recession or there is a recession. I mean, the only person who's denying a recession is probably Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen. or the, Those are the only people that are denying a recession. But today, that's what we're going to be talking about. So, yeah, let's do it. I mean, for those of you who are still here, 
Great, you guys made it this far. Don't give up. Don't give up now. Mm. By the way, I'm not sponsored anything by Energy, but this flavor is unbelievable. Strawberry and cucumber. It's unbelievable flavor. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, good evening. Good yeah, For those of you, you know, I, I, good okay. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. All righty. Good morning. Good evening. Good good afternoon, wherever you are. For those of you who don't know what the horse is all about, well, later we'll be talking about the founder of, not the founder, the CEO of Sushi Swap, who has been accused of. How do you say this without getting removed from YouTube? Fundling a horse. He has he's been accused of fundling a horse. We're going to talk about whether that's true or not. Um, uh, we, it wasn't us, so we want this video to remain on YouTube. So that's what it is. All right, let's get into the markets. Come on. Let's talk about more important things. Here we are, 19,111, and you can see we're still keeping that range. And we keep, I keep saying to you guys, it is amazing that Bitcoin keeps keeps keeping that range despite what's happening on the markets. And if you look at what happened, what's happening in the markets, the Nasdaq got killed yesterday. When I say killed, the lowest level since June 2020, the lowest close since June 2020. So um, that's two. That's over. Two, two years and three months. That is how bad the Nasdaq got hit yesterday. And Bitcoin just seems to be holding the support over here. Um, and as I said to you guys before, it does feel like there's volatility imminent. All the indicators are showing us that there's volatility imminent. And there's about 48 hours to go until we'll probably get that volatility. In the meantime, though, what you can see is happening is that there's blood on the streets when it comes to Nasdaq. And not only is there blood on the streets when it comes to Nasdaq, but people are starting to really, really, really absorb the fact that we are in a recession and this recession is going to be um, going to be here for quite a while. And so what you're starting to see is you're starting to see the sentiment on Wall Street become more and more negative. You saw that there were over $10 billion in puts on individual stocks last week, which means a put is the right to sell something. And when you take out a put, it means that you're bearish. It means that you're negative, that you, that you believe that prices are going to go down. So you want the price to sell it. You want the right to sell something at a certain price. And so um, institutional players on Wall Street bought more than $10 billion of individual stocks, uh, puts on individual stocks last week. And what you can see now is that the put-call ratio, which is the ratio of puts versus calls. So puts are negative and calls are positive. Calls is the right to buy something and a put is the right to sell something. In fact, maybe at the end of this um, show i'll actually show you guys how to take a bet on using calls and puts because that's a very 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 powerful part of of a trading strategy is actually being able to use options and i'll show you guys how to do that so um we'll actually buy an option together so that is uh that's what's going on wall street's getting very 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 nervous and not only are they getting very nervous but now for the first time people are big people are really talking about the fact that we're going into a recession and this recession is going to be here for quite a long time it wasn't it was two people, two big players yesterday in Wall Street. Both came out on the same day in interviews and really warned about a recession. Now, they spoke about recession. They spoke about how they are dealing with a recession, but they also spoke about what the cause of the recession is going to be. And this is where it gets a little bit alarming. So what I need you to do is I need you to listen to this. This is the first interview. This is with, with Jamie Dimon. Now, now, 
obviously, you all know who Jamie Dimon is. He's the CEO of uh, of Chase Bank, JP Morgan Chase. Um, he's anti Bitcoin, anti crypto. But listen to his views around the recession. We'll talk about that. Back, uh, as you can see, there are stocks uh, at the lows of the session. I want to play now at least the first soundbite that I mentioned from Jamie Dimon over in Europe with our uh, CNBC uh, Europe reporter there about the stock market, uh, a recession, and what might happen. You see early signs of distress. So you saw it. I mean, this, this again is fairly typical. You know, markets go down for, you know, people forecast their economy, et cetera. The IPO market closes first. That's kind of happened. High yield closes second, and structured credit. That's kind of happened for the most part. You know, things can get done. And then it starts to affect other credit. You saw it with the gilt markets here. You see a lack of liquidity in a lot of markets. A lot of uh, intermediaries can't intermediate like we used to because of regulations. It is going to happen. And I think the, uh, the likely place you're going to see more of a crack and maybe a little bit more of a panic is in credit markets. And it might be ETFs. It might be a country. It might be something on suspect. If you make a list of all the prior crises sitting here, we would not have predicted where they came from, though I think you can predict this time that it probably will happen. And so I'd be, if I was out there, I'd be very cautious. If you need money, go raise it. What about stock markets? Where do you see the trough for the S&P 500? Oh, I don't know. No, it, it, it may have a ways to go. I mean, it, it really depends on that soft landing, hard landing thing. And since I don't know the answer to that, it's hard for me to answer that. But it, it, could, it could be another easy 20%. And, uh, I, you know, I think like the next 20 percent will be much more painful than the first rates going up another 100 basis points are a lot more painful than the first 100 because people aren't used to it. And, you know, um, and I think negative rates when all is said and done will will be a have been a complete failure. So he's talking about he's talking about so this is the important part. He's talking about a recession coming up in the next three to six months. He also says that the recession is actually going to be caused by not by, by what we're used to, but actually be caused by debt. By, by, by guilt, by bonds, by, by, by debt. And this is the interesting thing, because we've been talking about this for a while on the show, and we're saying that you know, what it feels like is it feels like Bitcoin has become a hedge for currencies of countries that are about to collapse. And now Jamie Dimon's saying exactly the same thing. He's saying, look, th there's going to be a credit, a credit collapse. Um, and he's not, I mean, there's going to be a credit collapse, and, or, or, or this is where he's looking for the collapse. And I want to show you, that was Jamie Dimon. I, wanted, I do want to show you Paul Tudor-Jones. Now, Paul Tudor-Jones is a hedge fund manager billionaire. And I want you to listen to what he said yesterday on CNBC. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It's about four minutes. And we'll talk about these four minutes because there are so many pearls in, the, in these four minutes that you really, really, really got to analyze it. So let's, let's go. You know, if you think about every decade, the 70s were the decade of inflation. The 80s was a decade of kind of boom bust, huge swings in dollar volatility. The 90s was equitization, the dot-com bubble. The aughts was the mortgage bubble and the great financial crisis. The teens were the peak of globalization and probably the peak of uh, central bank experimentation with monetary policy, right? Uh, the 20s, I'm afraid, are going to be that period where we really focus on debt dynamics country by country. So he's talking about debt dynamics country by country, which means that every country and the amount of debt that they've gotten, whether they can be repaid it. Very similar to what Jamie Dimon said. Jamie Dimon says, look, we're looking for a collapse in the credit markets. And what he means is he means by countries not being able to repay their debt. Fiscal deficits and the need to run certainly fiscal policy in a way that gives people confidence 
and the long run value of the currency. And the problem that we've had really for the last 12 years is that we've, we've, we've done this massive experimentation with monetary policy where we suppressed yields and we did this massive experimentation on the fiscal side during the pandemic. And so my guess is the 20s are gonna be just the opposite of both. We're already seeing that right now from the central bank. We're gonna, the, whoever is the president in 24 is gonna be dealing with debt dynamics that are so dire. And so, so every- So dire that what, this is- Okay, so the first thing he's talking about, he's talking about cu countries collapsing, not stocks, countries collapsing and not being able to repay the debt. And he's saying that the 20s are gonna be about countries not being able to repay the debt. That, this is where it starts to get interesting. Is 1970s? No, so dire that, that we're going to have to have fiscal retrenchment. And that fiscal retrenchment means that um, if we don't have fiscal retrenchment, that everything that we spent, if you think about the teens, which was all about suppressing yields, right? Mm -hmm. I think the 20s will be just the opposite. I mean, higher term premiums in bond markets, higher term premiums in stock markets, they'll be just the opposite of what we experienced the last decade. So in a time when there's too much money, which is why we have inflation and too much fiscal spending, something like crypto, specifically Bitcoin and Ethereum, where there's a finite amount of that, that will have value at some point. Someday, I don't know when that will be, but it will have value. That's scarce. And the value at a, a much higher number than where we are today. Oh, I think so, yeah. Like. So you see, the first thing that he's saying is that countries are going to start collapsing. And when these countries start collapsing, what's going to have value is something like Bitcoin. Now, this is something unusual from a guy like Paul Tudor Jones, because he's always erred on the side of caution. He's always erred on the side of caution. He's always been a guy that says, you know, a very small part of my portfolio is in Bitcoin. But you can see that the narrative that we've been talking about, which is we're in an environment where it's not stocks that are collapsing. It's not the credit market that is collapsing. It is entire currencies that are collapsing. And the reason why they're collapsing is because the dollar is getting so strong. They are unable to pay their dollar-denominated debt. They just simply cannot afford to pay their dollar-denominated debt. And for as long as the U.S. keeps increasing interest rates, even though, even though it does slow down the economy, it does make the dollar stronger because higher interest rates means more people want to invest their dollars to get high interest rates. And this is making... A lot of countries not be able to pay back their debt. And this is what he's talking about. He's talking about countries, full countries collapsing. And it's the same thing that Jamie Dimon's talking about. And then where do you run? And this is what I've been saying to you guys for the last couple of weeks. The new narrative for Bitcoin is going to be around currencies in countries collapsing. So let, let's carry on and, and listen to what else he had to say. I, I would think there, so we're probably getting ready to go through the, the recession playbook, more likely than not. Sometime, I don't know whether it started now or whether it started two months ago, you always find out and you're always surprised about when recession officially starts. But I'm assuming we're gonna go into one. There's a specific playbook around that. Uh, and- what, what is that playbook? Well, so that playbook is most recessions last about 300 days. From the commencement of it, so 300 days. the stock market's down, say, 10%. Um, the first thing that will happen will be short rates will stop going up and will start going down before the stock market actually bottoms. 
short rates means the rates on treasuries on on debt that is short dated so one and two years so that's why you could argue that two-year rates here may have some value um, or somewhere through here uh, and term premium gets put back into a variety of assets, into bond markets, into stock markets, and that's obviously what's, what's happening. So you're seeing multiples compressed in the stock market, as they should, and you're starting to see uh, bond markets sell off because, again, term premiums being put back into them. So I would say when we get into that recession, there will be a point when the Fed stops hiking. There will be a point when um, it starts to either slow down or even at some point, it'll reverse those cuts. And when that happens, you'll have a, just a, you'll probably have a massive rally in a variety of beaten down inflation trades, I want to including bring, crypto. I want to bring Becky into okay, the so conversation. Again, you see, he brings in question, crypto again says, when, you, when things are going, to, when things start running again, when the Fed stops cutting interest rates, and we'll talk about the Fed rate cuts in a couple of minutes, the first thing that's going to run is things like crypto because- You expect that to happen. Well, we have, I mean, look, we've got rates at three point, unemployment rates at 3.6%, I believe. We have, it's very possible we haven't even started yet. It's very possible that when the NBR goes back and says, here's when the, the recession officially started, that it'll be somewhere within a month or two of now. Maybe, I, I doubt, again, with the unemployment rate so low that they would, they would date it earlier than this. It's, it's, they look at six or seven different measures, and you're always surprised right. ex post when they do. So what you're seeing is he's saying, look, we're getting into a recession. We're probably not in a recession yet. When the recession starts, it's going to be about, on average, 300 days, 330 days. And when the Fed stop tightening sometime during the recession, the thing that's going to run is going to be high-risk assets. And he actually specifically points to crypto. What he also said, though, is he said that, that a good place to be running to now is crypto and specifically because countries cannot will not be able to repay the debt and that's what jamie diamond and paul tudor jones both said and it's interesting because janet yellen today said that the us will back temporary debt service standstills for countries seeking debt relief under the g20 common framework so she's also starting to acknowledge now that you know what, this increasing interest rates in the United States is actually causing a worldwide recession and, and a situation where countries around the world are unable to pay their debt. And to get someone like Janet Yellen voicing something like this is, is, I think, is, I think, a big step. What we're also seeing is that the most powerful buyers in treasuries are all bailing all at once. In other words, people don't want to hold debt because they, they, don't, they do not believe that these countries are going to be able to repay their debt. Now, we saw in the UK that the US government intervened in the debt market um, to try and prop up the debt market to be buying it. And the reason why they did it was because if they didn't, because the UK pension fund system is holding so much, so many, um, so much in uh, UK government debt, that if the debt had to slide even further, because they're so leveraged, it would effectively collapse the pension fund system. But now no one wants, wants um, um, uh, uh, debt anymore specifically from countries who probably won't be able to pay their debt. So uh, the UK had to intervene. The Bank of England's temporary operations are coming to an end. But actually in the UK, a lot of people are calling for them to continue to support uh, the, the markets. And again, when we say continue to support the markets, 
what that actually means is putting more money into the market because how do you support the bond market you buy bonds and when you buy bonds what happens you're actually putting more money into the market which is actually causing inflation which is why we got here in the first place and i mean even though the uk is one of those countries and as i said to you a lot of uh, people are asking them to continue to support the bond markets they're not the only country in fact J the, japan has been propping up their bond market and now for the third straight day in a row no trade has happened in 10-year government bonds that is how little demand there is for, for government bonds people don't want government debt we're at a point now where people are saying we don't want to touch government debt why because they're probably not going to want to repay it now think to yourself if you have money right now and you want to put your money to work with stocks going down and bonds with stocks going down where would you put your money again as i say you could put your money in gold but you know gold is heavy and gold can be seized and gold is antiquated you can put your money into silver you can put your money into property you can put your money into stocks or you can put your money into hard currencies and what paul tudor jones is saying is that that's where his bed is going because that's probably the best place or the, one of the good places to be um yeah so i mean everyone is starting to call for a global recession and this time it's a very 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 different recession it's a recession that is not caused by stocks coming down or the collapse of the banking system but it's actually the collapse possibly of currencies around the world and again when this happens where do you want to be you want to be somewhere where there's a limited supply and you want to be somewhere where the money is governed by an algorithm not not uh, managed by by central banks so that's the story around recession um i guess the story around bitcoin is boring 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 you know the volumes on bitcoin in the last couple of days are under a billion dollars so look, just have a look at just, just just have a look at the on-chain so the past few days were the first time that the on-chain trading volume has dropped um lower than one billion per day since january 1st 2021 that's how little interest there is and when you look at it right now what we are seeing though is we are seeing a huge uh, increase in leverage all of a sudden so for me the increase in leverage can be a good thing if the leverage is more short because then you can get a short squeeze so then I went on to GMX and I looked at GMX. Problem is, if I look at the GMX long versus short position, there's a two to one long versus short. So if you look at, there's $29 million uh, in shorts and $48 million in longs. Now, usually that means that the breakout, the breakdown is coming against the longs. So um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's, what, that's what you should be watching because we do know that in the last couple of days, the, the leverage, let's actually take a slightly different view of that let's make it a bit bigger and let's look at okay look at that look at that look at that increase in leverage look at that increase in leverage so you see that's the that's the increase in leverage so just be careful keep your eyes on this long short ratio if this long short ratio goes very much in favor of longs be careful because that could mean a breakdown if you are going to be buying as i've said before and i've said it a million times probably a good time a good place to be buying is the, is gbtc which is now trading in 36.4% discount. It's absolute, uh, ridiculous, ridiculous how cheap this thing is. One day this discount is going to turn. It's going to be an overnight announcement. And then you're going to make 30% on your Bitcoin immediately. So for me, for my long-term Bitcoin, what I'm doing is I'm selling my physical Bitcoin and I'm buying some GBTC just because I'm making 36.5% um, uh, uh, immediately. All right, let's talk about 48 hours to go. And 48 hours, what do we get in 48 hours? Come on, guys. You've been here for long enough to know. 
inflation numbers. We get the CPI numbers. So we have the CPI numbers in 48 hours. Remember the last time CPI was expected at 8.1, it came in at 8.3%, which basically showed us that nothing that the Fed is doing is actually reducing inflation. On Thursday, we get the inflation numbers again. The forecast again, 8.1%. The Cleveland Fed is forecasting 8.2%, and they've been super, super on point. If the numbers are above 8.3%, the, the market breaks down and the shorts start to print money. If the market, if the numbers come in below 8.1%, which, which is what the forecast is, then we could see a whole lot of shorts get liquidated. And if the shorts do get liquidated, if the put call option is anything to go by, or the number of puts that the institutional traders have taken out on the market is anything to go by, you can see, um, you, can you can imagine that there's going to be an epic short squeeze. Truth is, though, I'm not actually expecting much from these inflation numbers because prices haven't really moved. Um, in terms of inflation numbers, let's just look at where the inflation numbers are worldwide. So I saw this tweet, which is from Satoshi Stacker. And if you look at the inflation numbers, the US is, is here at about 8.3%. But just look above. So you've got Turkey with an 80% inflation. Argentina, 78% inflation. Iran, 52 And you go down to countries like Germany, 10%. Eurozone, 10%. Russia, 14.3%. This, this is an international crisis. And this is going to cause all those countries to eventually collapse because there's just no way that they can continue to pay their debt. And what are they doing to fight this inflation? Well, they are printing more money. France says it's going to spend $100 billion to protect citizens from inflation. So they're putting, they're putting more fuel on the fire. They're putting more money into circulation. They're putting more money into circulation to stop inflation. And they're not the only ones who are doing it. So France is doing it. Um, Germany spending $93 billion to help people against inflation, specifically around gas prices. It's crazy. It's crazy what's going on right now. It's unprecedented. We've never been in a situation where countries are printing money to, 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 to stop inflation. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely crazy. Um, <clears throat> I did see that the odds or the chances of a 75 basis point rate hike are at 83.6%. That's when the Fed meet later this year, uh, later this month. Um, I want to see what happens after inflation numbers. I still think that there's a chance for 15%, for 50%, 50 basis points. Uh, but only 16.4% of the market are, are, are following me here. Um, what surgery are you doing in Turkey? Oh, oh okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be 80% more expensive if you do that. Um, so, I mean, the Fed is looking at inflation and it's looking at unemployment. And remember, I tweeted a while back and I said, you know what's going to happen is Joe Biden is going to lean back on these, on these unemployment numbers and say, these are the best unemployment numbers that the U.S. has ever had. And this is part of his election campaign for the midterms, which, is, which, is, which are less than a month away. What does he say today? Over 153 Americans have jobs. That means more Americans are working today than ever in the U.S. history. And that's exactly so, 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 so predictable. That's exactly so predictable. Uh, it's, and the same thing is happening in the, in the U.K. The U.K. is also interest rate, um, unemployment rate also falls to 3.5%. So it kind of feels like everybody has a job, but no one can afford anything. So it's like you work and work and work and work and work, but prices are going up so quickly that even though you're working so hard, you can't afford anything. It's like a, it's like it's 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 a crazy situation to be in. Um, yeah, as I said, it's becoming harder. Forty percent of Americans, everyone has a job, but forty percent of Americans are having difficulty paying their bills. 
So you're running faster on a treadmill and you're staying in exactly the same place. That, that's what it's about. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, um, oh, yesterday, we also had two Fed officials come out for the first time. And they came out for the first time and said that we must be careful raising interest rates. And that's why I think that the Fed may actually slow down on interest rate increases. It's because I think they're starting to realize the damage that they're causing to the international economy. I don't think that if the Fed do slow down, that it's because of Kathy Wood's open letter to the Fed. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Kathy Wood, or ARC, wrote an open letter to the Fed. And in this open letter to the Fed, you can see the letter over here, they encourage the Fed not to raise interest rates too much. They say the Fed seems to be focused on two variables that, in our opinion, are lagging indicators, downstream inflation and, and employment, both of which have been sending conflicting signals. Um, and she says, and basically what she's saying is, be careful, because if you carry on raising rates, you're going to be doing more damage to the economy. But not only to the economy, you're actually going to be doing more damage to the price of ARC. And I saw this, which I think is very, very funny. So if you take the Wall Street cheat sheet, and you look at this point over here, right here, that's anger. Okay, that's like when you really get angry. And if you follow ARC's price, and you follow the Wall Street cheat sheet, you can see it's exactly the same. It's like it's exactly the same. Euphoria, complacency, anxiety, exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a print of it. And where is the point that we're at now? Anger. And at the point of anger, Kathy would shout at the Fed and says, please, could you stop increasing interest rates? You, you're destroying growth and you're destroying my growth fund. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that, that, that's the story around Kathy Wood writing an open letter to the Fed. Carl, I think you should write an open letter to the Fed. I'll send one tomorrow. Please, bro. Please. No show tomorrow. Sending a letter to the Fed. <laughs> All right, let's carry on. Um, I mean, you see this red candle over here? This red candle over here. You know what this red candle over here is? This is this is this red candle over here is linked is linked to this. <laughs> so, so this red candle over here is the red candle that printed on the sushi chart. <laughs> and it, it's, it's because of the sushi CEO facing accusations of fondling a horse. No jokes. He has, this is, this is the truth. So he, he obviously denies it. He says, today has been interesting. Let me be clear. The accusations towards me are 100% untrue. <laughs> FYI, in 2019, my business partners were funds in my community while I was busy raising funds to launch the Bitfion exchange. So, I mean, this, this is all about the horse. Anyway, someone created a horse, ho ho a horsey old coin. <laughs> that's by the way that's the horse neighing sound effect in case you're wondering um he says that there is a porno star actually with the same name as him and that that's probably what it is actually i want to see who is this porn star What's his name jared 
Come on, Carl. Jared Gray. Let's look it up. Jared Gray Horn. Is there a porn star with his name? There is. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Hold it. Whoa. whoa. James, you got to cut that out. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen. James, you got to cut that out. <laughs> you got to cut that out. You got to cut that out. You got to cut that out. Wow, that was disgusting. That was terrible. That was terrible. I'm sorry we had to see that. That's terrible. All right, let's um, let's go into other altcoin news. So Layer Zero is now integrating into Aptos. So Aptos hasn't even launched yet, but they are working with the Aptos team, and they will have a complete integration into Aptos, which is amazing. Uh, Binance, they say that they are still committed to invest $500 million in Elon Musk's Twitter acquisition. Um, ooh, optimism. I saw this. This is a bad mistake. This is a bad mistake. Uh, and the reason why it's a bad mistake is because optimism was supposed to create a token inflation of 2%. But when they deployed the contract, they mistakenly set it for 20%. Who does that? Anyway, they're fixing it. They, they are sorting it out. Uh, and then Alex Mashinsky, Coffeezilla is all over Alex Mashinsky. He is all, he's all over Alex Mashinsky. And he's now following Alex Mashinsky's account. And he's found out that Alex Mashinsky is still cashing out his Celsius tokens. Okay, things are going, things are going from, bad to, from bad to worse for poor Alex Mashinsky. Uh, okay, we do have a few minutes. So we, we do have a few minutes. I do want to show you a few things. First of all, if you haven't already entered our trading competition, now is a great time to do it because I'm going to be funding some accounts. Uh, how do you do it? You go to the video over here first and you go to, you first got to sign up with our referral links and then you got to click on Bybit and BitGet. You can enter both. You can enter Bybit and BitGet. I'm entered both uh, because that gives you two chances to win. So you need to have $250 in each account. Right now, there's about 600 people that have entered. Last time we had about 2,500 people that have entered. I think the competition starts in five days. So if you haven't already signed up, go and sign up today and then maybe I'll fund your account. Someone, people here are saying, fund me. Okay, I will fund you. Let's, 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 let's see. This is the BitGet uh, accounts. So I'm going to fund a couple of BitGet accounts. I'm going to fund this account for $250. I'm going to fund this account too for $250. Over here. And tomorrow I will do some Bybit accounts. I don't have a Bybit spreadsheet on me. So uh, if you if you do want to enter, go and enter today. Go and enter right now. Do it. Do it. Enter, go and enter right now. Um, and uh, tomorrow, if, yeah, someone just did, someone just entered. Enter, enter, enter so that you can stand a chance to win. There are five days until the competition starts. Um, and there's a, over $150,000 uh, up for grabs in the competition. All right. Um, do you guys want to learn how to use options? Do you guys want to learn how to trade Fred? Fred. <laughs> We've got to get Fred off the stream. <laughs> All right, who wants to learn who, who wants to learn how to who wants to learn how to use options um, to trade crypto? Is that a yes? Me. Is that a yes? All right, let's all right, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So I do want to show you a new feature that Bybit's got. In fact, let me just make sure that I am signed in before I have to put in. Okay. So if you go to Bybit and you go to let me make this a little bigger so that you guys can see. 
and make it even bigger so you can all see. Okay, so you go to Bybit, you go to derivatives, and you go to USDC options. And then you go, to, let's look at options on Bitcoin. Okay, so that those are the Bitcoin options. What you'll see is you'll see a page that looks something like this. So what are these options? These are what you call call. So these are call options. And the options here give you an option to buy Bitcoin at a certain time on a certain date. Okay, so let's look at this option specifically. It's an option for the 30th of December. And if you want to buy Bitcoin at the 30th of December at, say, $20,000, right now, that option would cost you $1,920. So what, what lands up happening is you land up paying $1,920 to have the option to buy Bitcoin at $20,000 on the 30th of December. So what does that mean? It means that if Bitcoin goes to 30000 between now or at the, on that date, if, if Bitcoin goes to $30,000, you would pay $20,000 for Bitcoin because that's the strike price of your option. And you would have paid the premium, which is $1,920, which means that if Bitcoin does go to $30,000, you would have made $8,080 profit because you would have paid $20,000 for the Bitcoin plus $1,920 for the option to buy Bitcoin at that point in time, right? So if, you, if you're bullish, and, and in fact, let's go one step further. So I've now unticked that and I've looked, I'm only looking for options that expire on the 31st of March, 2023. If you think that we're going into a recession, if, we, if you think we're going into a recession, you think that the price of Bitcoin is going to be down, but then you think that by March next year, the price of Bitcoin is actually going to go up again. What you can do is you can buy an option. How do you do it? Well, you go to, as I said, you go to buy, but you press derivatives, you go to USDC options, you click on options as I've showed you, and now you choose a strike price. So if you think that Bitcoin is going to trade at above, say, 20,000, you go to 20,000 and you say, okay, right now you can pay $3,130. If the price of Bitcoin goes above 20,000, so let's say it goes to 30,000, you would have, you would have paid $20,000 for the Bitcoin. Plus, you would have paid $3,130 for this option. You would have paid that money today. The $3,130 you would pay today. The $20,000 you would pay in, um, in, uh, 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 on the 31st of March, 2023. So how do you do it? You go here and you say buy one option. Now, I'm not going to buy this okay? because I, I don't want to buy an option for March next year. And literally, you say place order. And immediately, you would then own an option for March 2023 for, for Bitcoin at 20000 to buy Bitcoin at $20,000. So you would then have the right, um, you would then have the right to buy an op uh, a Bitcoin at $20,000 on 31st of March 2023. So it's an amazing, amazing, amazing tool to, to cover. You, you can sell. Someone said you can't sell before expiry. Of course you can sell. You can just go back on the Bybit platform and you can sell it back on the Bybit platform. So you can, you see, as you can see, you can buy or sell options. So if you, you can buy or sell options. If you buy one, you can, you can actually sell it. So if you think that, that, um, if you think that Bitcoin is going to go up and you don't want to take leverage, all you can do is you can just buy an option and say, look, I'm going to pay $3,000 now. My worst case is I lose the $3,000. My best case is Bitcoin goes to $100,000, in which case I've paid $3,000 and I get all the upside. That's essentially how to use options. Bybit has got very, very, very simple options. People are saying here, why am I shitting Bybit? Because Bybit are actually the only exchange right now in crypto 
that has options that settle in USDC and not in actual Bitcoin and not, and not in actual ETH, which is huge. Okay, so it really is bringing options to the retail market. And I think that options are an important part of your of your trading toolkit and that um, at some stage we should all learn how to use options. So from now on, I'm going to actually start teaching you guys how to use options and I'm actually going to start buying options with you guys. So yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. All right. Um, I think that's it for today. Wow. Okay. I see. I, if the contract settles and you, do, you don't get the token, you get the cash. Exactly. These are cash settled tokens. You don't actually get the Bitcoin. You just get the, the, the cost differentials. Um, remember, if you haven't entered the trading competition, do it, do it, do it. How did we lose? Oh, you, okay. I have to refresh the page. Okay. Going into the trading competition. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's also going to teach us all how to trade. I see another six people have entered. So well done. Well done. Well done. Go, 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 go. I will see you guys again tomorrow. Hopefully there's going to be some more news. Until then, hopefully we don't die of boredom. Trade well, my friends. Yesterday's blurry thing is still processed.